tendrils of smoke begin to rise from the cracks in the stone walls of the Palace of Dust. And he pulls out a knife and goes at her. Like shouting to her. everybody and welcome to another episode of brotherhood without man is your favorite full spoiler review podcast of george rr R. martin's a song of ice and fire series starting with a clash of kings not starting with we've already read through a game of thrones as always i'm zach fucking up the intro and sitting here with me with my brother nate and if i was doing the intro i'd be fucking it up too somehow yeah duh it's what it's we do it it's what it's we're known goes. for we write our own intros and we still can't get them right we should write them down. We one should day. write them. No, because actually they're, write them. They're natural. They're fluid. You're welcome. Improv. <laughs> anyway, if you joined us before, thank you for coming back. If you haven't, we are full spoiler. We like to talk about the series as a whole, so go away if you haven't read it all. This is your warning. Unless you don't care, then continue at your own risk. That. But you've been warned. If you listened to our last episode, we were reading Aria Nine. Aria was trying to avoid giving her third name to one Jacques and Hagar at Heron Hall. Because she was afraid of the power she would lose, but he sought her out and essentially asked her, I need it, yeah. tell me. She gave him his own name and then forced him into helping her free the Northmen who were taken prisoner and had arrived at Heron Hall. And so he did so by applying hot weasel soup to the situation. They went and freed the Northmen, Sir Glover, I believe, yep. is the... Robert. Robert Glover. Robert Glover. And so they... They did so. Jack and Hagar took on a new face and gave her the coin to Bravos. And, uh, yeah, the, is it fucking, it's, uh, Bloody Mummers. Bloody Mummers? The Brave Companions, Brave Companions. traded, on on with the- With Vargo Hope. With Vargo Hope, yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyway. And and then she became cupbearer for Roose Bolton. Right. And that was awesome. Heron Hall got a new lord. Yeah. But this chapter is Danny Four. And so last time we were reading Danny 3, it was all just a bunch of fucking shit. And actually, because she had went and made all sorts of requests for help for, yeah. you know, getting tr- ships, troops, all sorts of everything. And nobody was giving her anything but pleasantries and how wonderful her dragons were. I think that there was a mistake made about a certain Zarozo and Doxus in yeah. that episode. Yeah. Um, Bitch. Yeah, I uh, I definitely have been going based off Shozaro because I was convinced that he was a poor, just lying scumbag. But apparently, in the book, after some research of my own, <laughs> she uh not she Zaro is actually a merchant prince. He's he's pretty loaded, and so it's not the rendition that the show did. So I was misremembering things yeah, from the okay. show, but you know, shit happens. And yeah, shit and Karth has just not been working out for Danny. Jorah doesn't like the whole situation. The Dothraki are pretty mistrusting of just about everybody, and you get weirdos like Quaith and the Fire Mage right. climbing up fiery ladders of fiery so, fieriness. Danny finally decided that she best make an appointment with the Warlocks and sent Jorah on his way to get that going. And that brings us to this chapter, Danny mm. 4. And in this, the City of Splendors, Danny had expected the House of the Undying Ones to be the most splendid of all. But as she emerges from the palaquin that her and Zaro have taken here, she sees that's not the case. It is a long, low, ancient ruin snaking through a grove of black-barked trees whose inky blue leaves made the drink that the warlocks drink the shade of the evening. So it took me a little bit more reading to draw attention to it, but I'd like to, for those who aren't familiar, draw the direct comparison that these are like the werewood but instead of red leaves it's they're black blue. and black, black bark the, yeah. yeah so they're not white and and red it's blue and black and keep that in mind when she comes to the door the yeah we get here. a lot of imagery with the, the black and white but she thinks that no other buildings are near and tiles are falling from the roof the mortar between the stones is dry and crumbling and even Drogon hisses at the sight of it. It's just kind of ramshackle and not as nearly as yeah. imposing or foreboding as she thought. Yeah. And Jogo is like begging her to not do this. Fuck don't this go shit. in here. Are you? It is known. Look at this shit. You don't even have to know what is known. It is known. Don't go in there. <laughs> just don't fucking go in there, bro. Ago and Jorah are pretty much of the same lines, and they're like, let let one of us accompany you, or. Both of us, or all three of us. And... I thought it was really kind of naive and stupid of Jorah to say, 
what kind of power can they even have? Look at this place. Mm-hmm. Like, look how trashy it is. What could they even Don't have? judge a book by its cover, Jorah. Idiot. And so, at this point, Zaro calls out from the palanquin, which and just gives his usual line of, like, warlocks ain't shit. So, they can't be trusted. They can't give you anything, for they have not to give. Yeah, that's what I said. Warlocks ain't shit. Yes. And he's just, well, like, he's just thugging it out in the pallet. Like, he doesn't even get out. He's like, no, nah, I've seen this fucking shit Well, that's shit what he keeps leaning, every time he just kind of leans out of the palanquin and he's like, Warlocks ain't hey, shit. Hey, Warlocks ain't shit. <laughs> you, gotta, you, you, you don't need to see. just jump in here. We'll go out on the crew, the yacht. Remember the yacht? Mm. Fucking the yacht. Tasting wine. Fuck War- yeah. Warlocks ain't shit. <laughs> and this is when Payette Pre emerges. Hello! From the no, <laughs> he comes out saying that Queen Daenerys must enter alone or not at all. And Danny's like, "Fuck, has he been there the whole time?" <laughs> he's just been creeping. He's like Snape Peeking when behind he's the like tree. following the the what the hell are they called? The Marauders. The Marauders. Thank you. I know. I was gonna wow. call them the Messers. The Messers. <laughs> Messers. Mooney. Wormtail. Yeah, yeah. Padfoot and Prong. Jorah tells Danny to remember Miri Mazdur, and she says, "I do." Miri Mazdur had knowledge, and she was only a magi. Not no warlock, nah, yeah. she's climbing up that totem pole of knowledge. And she, yeah. It's... So Dan, uh, Pre offers his arm, and Danny takes it and lets him lead her. Though the path seemed to lead straight from the street to the front door of the palace, Pre turned them aside, and when Danny well, questions him... She mentions that it seemed like it took forever. That's why it was Longer like, than she expected, Even though yeah. it was just a straight from the street to the, to the entrance... It still felt like they walked forever to get there. And yeah, right before they get to the door, he pulls her aside to issue her a warning. The front way leads in, but never out again. The house of the Undying Ones was not made for mortal men. Take care and do just as I tell you. And she promises that she will. She says, if you value your soul, take care. And this is where she gets her, her rule. Always take the first door on the right. If you come upon stairs, climb up. Never go down, never take any door, but the first on your right. So and she then asks, well, so then it's the opposite leaving, right? By no means. Coming and leaving are the same. Always right, always up. Some doors may open to you, and you will see things that disturb you, visions of loveliness and visions of horror. But enter no room until you reach the audience chamber. She's like, word. Sick. I'm down. Love it. And when you come to the chamber of the undying, listen well and write their words upon your heart, for we are but mortal men. And so they come upon a door shaped like an oval mouth set into a wall fashioned in the likeness of a face. Yeah. Half black, half white, ebony and weirwood. Right. Now, there's another door that has an ebony and weirwood door. Right. And that's the house of black and white. Right. So, that makes me believe that there's actual power here in right. some 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 way. Right. Uh, you ready for me to blow your fucking mind? You can try. Okay. There's another door. Yes. That seems to open like a mouth that right. allows a Sir Brandon Stark north of the wall. The, sh- the, sh- the Shadow Tower? The... Underneath, yes. And there's and the story of the Rat King. Or it cries or tears or salivates yes. on him. Do you think that's... Connected because so, that because I first I thought house is black and white like the the, the the two doors but then it was like this is so odd this is such an yeah. odd entryway into this I've read some hardcore theories about the ebony and the black and white yeah. and what those colors mean with these doors and all the do- it's and it gets crazy um, the reason I like it right there what you're saying is that that face the well that it's hidden under the story is also told about the rat king yes. And the dwarf that's standing right here, the smallest dwarf she's ever seen, has a very pointed, rat-like scrunched face. rat-like face. And so I thought that was interesting yeah. as well, especially since we're also going to see a similar scene with people like that, which yeah, makes yeah, you yeah. wonder this if that's is, not... Because as they approach the door, they come upon the smallest dwarf she's ever seen with a face like a pointed mouse. And it's such an odd wonderland feeling of this part i just don't know i wrote here like is do you actually think that's a dwarf no i think it's something fucked up yeah like and corrupted by something the either shade of the evening or the one creature that's not a dwarf it's it's in servitude because all it is is she calls it a servitor it walks up with a tray and offers her the essence or the shade of the evening now that 
That's the next thing. I want well, to yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, yeah. So he offers her the shade of the evening, and she asks if it's going to turn her lips yeah. blue. Just kind of joking. He chuckles because it's not going to. You have to drink a lot of it. One flute will only serve to unstop your ears and dissolve the call from your eyes, so you may hear. So you may hear and see the truths that will be laid before you. So you need to trip out to go into this. Place. Now is this. This, uh, what is it, Essence of Night, night Shade? Um, shade of the Evening. That's the word. Essence of Night Shade. Is that the Shade of the Evening, the blue-leaved black trees version of Jojen Paste? Letting you see. Yeah. Like, this is exactly, and one of the visions says she has to drink both the ice, and, or he says that right now, right? So does she also have to drink Jojen Paste or, like, Werewood? Where uh, the werewood drink to fully open or something like that? Wait, what? She has to drink ice. Well, there's. He says that. Uh, let me see. I don't know if it's that line or if it's in one of the vision or one of the things she hears when they're talking at the end about how she has to drink both fire. Oh and yeah, drink. that's at the end. Yeah. yeah so it, do you think that has anything drink. to do with this drinking this chalice, the ice version, the tree, the shade of the evening, and then she has to drink the Jojen paste, the drink, whatever that is, the werewood paste leaves from the werewood tree. That's the fire drink. And she has to drink both of them, and somebody who drinks both of them can see the fucking. They can trip out. All the way. That's actually really fucking interesting. All the way. Because, yeah, I mean, it would make sense that Shade of the Evening... It's like the, the, the mirror the image of the... Euron seemingly has been right. dipping into it and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's that's interesting. And, yeah, you must drink of ice, you must drink of fire. Huh. I like it. That's what I was thinking. But, yeah, it's also... <laughs> so, is any of it real? So, that makes me think that the Jojen paste isn't Jojen. That it is just werewood leaves, unless the werewolves have something or here, something, yeah, or the yeah. sap. But yeah, just drinking that stuff from the werewood has the same exact effect as the shade of the evening trees here. You, and so there's no Jojen necessary, unless they, you know, want to gross it up or something, or the blood ritual or whatever. But I don't think he's necessary for it at that point. Well, I mean, there was sacrifices to the old gods. That's right. sort of the proof behind that is that they're pretty brutal. But uh, anyway, it's I don't know is. <laughs> is she tripping that hard, or is it really just an unstopper to let you see? Is this I'm, like so? Here's where the I human-made version, concocted version of like opening your third eye. What brand can do? But it's just a glimpse if you take it, and that's what they get addicted to. Cause like, so they're like addicted if this, to their. If this is what Shade of the Evening does, is just what it does to Danny. I see no reason to keep fucking taking it. Like, she doesn't understand the vision. She's terrified. Well, of they could not, or they could be and real. So there is some other reason for taking this. Obviously, they take it in much larger quantities. Does that grant you more secure well, visions? I think it's similar to how, like, the uh, Melisandre reads the flames. If you do it often enough, you learn to quote unquote interpret them, you'll see some visions come to pass. And so it's up to you to decide this one looks dangerous, I want to try to avoid right, it. This so one. is it a is it an addiction to that site that they're that these warlocks are after? Absolutely. I think it's that. I think it's that, they're that chasing foreshadowing the, the knowledge and power. And by providing it like this, they can only grant a glimpse of it, making it seem like they're gifting knowledge. But I think it's not I think that there's enough magic in the world, in my belief, right. that that's... this isn't just tripping. They're not just tripping out. Like, yes, that's a part of it. No, I don't think they are. Well, even Danny. Obvi- I, I think Danny is. I think point to a point, sure. Yeah. But I think that there – because like I said, I'm – with the suspension of disbelief, enough – I think that there's enough magic alive and awake in the world right now that them drinking this just like Bran drinking the Jojen paste is actually having the effect of opening that third eye a bit. If even if they are just tripping a little bit, that's why it makes it so jumbled. But I do think it has that effect. Just like who's to say so, when you do I mean, take LSD, you're not opening your third eye. It doesn't it, mean that everything you see is real or true, but it doesn't mean that you're not expanding your knowledge of the universe. I mean, do you think it has anything to do with her being mother of dragons, that she has such a strong reaction to such a small dose? N- uh, no. No? Because, like, I don't know, just... 
the way he says it's enough to unstop her. Mm, I don't know. I don't think she has a super like any stronger reaction than anybody else. Would. Well, I mean, people Quaith is literally claiming claiming that she brought magic back into the world. So if there's some magic in the shade of the evening, so maybe her visions are a little more strong, a little more. Well, that's what I'm meaningful. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it almost seems so. Like, maybe like if you know, because then she's able to fight out of this, and that's like. And that's, I guess, the only my only issue with this chapter is just knowing what is real and what isn't, and like, what is what is the takeaway? Because Danny is at the end strong enough because of Drogon, and and I I see the symbolism there, but she's strong enough to pull herself kind of out of this state of, and I don't know if it's the building. So I does I, it as well, and it aids in. Their I magic. had believed that's the warlock's magic is that kind of illusionary Illusion trickery where they can make her just like the room before, um, which we we haven't gotten. We to haven't yet, even but, entered. Yeah, we yeah. haven't even gotten in there, but yeah. So that's essentially. I'll get into that more, but I think that there is certain magics that the warlocks are using. I think that her visions are more defined and clear because of the shade. But not that they're necessarily all true or accurate. Right. Okay. Uh, so at first, it, the shade of the evening tastes like spoiled meat. But when she's <clears throat> when she swallowed, it seemed to come to life within her. Tendrils spreading through her chest like fingers around her heart. And on her tongue, all the tastes she had ever known and none of them. Yeah. And then the glass is empty. And Pyatt says, you may na- now enter. So she enters a room, a stone room with four doors takes the right door and enters the same room and does this multiple times. Yeah, three or four times before finally coming to a hallway with torches on either side and doors. Well, only torches on the right. Right, and doors only on the Only doors left. on the left, and she's supposed to take the door on the right. So Drogon ends up trying to like fly up ahead and crashes down to the floor, and they begin to hear scurrying in the walls and other sounds from behind the closed doors. One shook and thumped as if something were trying to break through. And through another, she hears piping that makes Drogon wildly thrash his tail back and forth, and she quickly hurries past. So is that piping? Is that music to incite a dragon? Yeah, Yeah. something like that, just foreshadowing. I I think so. I think it's showing the effect that music can can affect it in some way. Um, And yeah, and the way she runs by it, like it's it's almost evil. Yeah, yeah, get away from it. Yeah, and then she notes that not all the doors are closed, and she tries her hardest not to look, but temptation Mm. in the first room is a beautiful woman being ravaged by rat looking dwarves similar to the servitor so now i'm thinking after the because we saw the art piece and by ravaged they mean like rape like one is fucking her one is sucking and ripping and biting her nipples and i almost feel like this is immediate foreshadowing for what the warlocks are about to do to her in a more physical way there it's being represented uh here right Represented it. Represented it. Had some extra fucking heads there, but yeah, I, I, I. Do you know of anything else it could be representative of? I mean, there's Sansa. The the fandom is pretty in consensus that this tends to represent Westeros and the War of the Five Kings and okay. and the ra- the raping of the land. Yeah, yeah. There's a small folk and and then the women that get raped. The you know their men are killed and they're taken, and so it's and obviously. That's just one of many. Again, yeah, but, I mean, it's just... Um, yeah, and that's the one I kind of tend to lean toward, is that this is more just the suffering of the small folk by these fucking ratty... Yeah, I just thought it was an interesting thing, too, though. Uh, to me, it seems very... For, Im- immediate for the immediate the end, yeah, what's going to happen. encounter yeah. with them, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Further on is a feast of corpses. Dead man's uh, A dead man with a wolf's head sits upon a throne... And uh, so the red wedding, the red is wedding, what we're getting absolutely. Here. That's Rob, uh, and he with, just stares silently at. Yeah, her. watches her go. Yeah. Like, damn, that's that's a sight. Yeah, no like, shit. Like Grey Wind's eyes just watching uh-huh. her from Rob's body. Uh, then she sees the house in Bravos, the one with the red door, and suddenly Sir Willem calls out to him. Old Sir Willem Derry, hello, dear. Yeah, and holds his hands out, telling her to come. She wants to go to him, but remembers he's dead. Long dead. He died a long time ago, and she turned and ran. Fuck that, man. That's scary shit. That's scary shit. And so she runs on and on, passing more and more doors, and stops at one that shows a man. A big pair of bronze doors. A big pair of bronze doors that open into a big room Mm -hmm. with a a barbed throne. Yeah, and so it's a man sitting on that throne with a long gray beard, white beard. And he's shouting down at them. 
Did you write down what he's shouting? Uh, let him be king of the ashes. Yes. Let it let it all burn. Let them all burn. So this is the Mad King. The Mad King. Yeah, yes. this is Danny's uh, grandfather. Yes. No, uh, father, uh, father, father. 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 Yeah. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. This is Danny's father yep. losing his shit. And yes. Right. Right before, as the as the burnings Tywin, are beginning, yeah, as like, Tywin yeah. is starting to probably sack the city mm-hmm. or at the gates. But uh, yeah, that's that's a that's a view of her father in his last mo- couple moments of losing his absolute fucking shit. Wow. She continues on and pauses at the next door, thinking she sees Vier- Viserys. Vieris. Vieris. Viserys beyond the next open door. No. But this man is taller with dark indigo eyes, not violet. Rhaegal. Rhaegar. Rhaegal. Rhaegal. Rhaegar and Elia, naming Aegon. And she asks if he will make a song for him. And Rhaegar answers that he has a song. He is the prince that was promised, and his is the song of ice and fire. But and he looked up, right at her. Eyes met Danny's as he said it, like he could see her standing there. There must be one more. He goes on to her, or the woman in the room. Danny can't tell. The dragon has three heads, and then he moves over and begins playing the harp, and it's fucking dope. Hell yeah! So, Rhaegar. Yeah. We know Rhaegar is pretty much all but obsessed with this prophecy. Mm-hmm. Do you have any? You got any? I mean, it's... Does it's, he see her? No. Is she Is she not doing what Bran potentially might be able to do in... I... If you think it's the mm, same vein? Oh, is she yeah, not, I haven't. Wow. So, uh, obviously, I don't this, think is, she a, this is a bit of a reference to the show, but mainly I'm thinking of in the show when Ned is climbing the well, stairs. Yeah, yeah, does the echo. We haven't gotten evidence of that, but it's pretty much confirmed that Hodor, what happens to Hodor is going to be is similar. Gonna be similar. Which if leads that, to the Mad King whispers being a little more Could solid. that be Bran, yeah. Um, or Danny. Or Danny. If that's and so if is she that, gets, if this is the or same, is it, if this is the same but opposite vein of so Wormwood I, yeah, magic. Yeah, thinking it that way. Um, can I see still, her? I still don't think he can see her. I think that had, because mm, I mean, it really comes down to our knowledge of what that, how that works. Maybe if you know, Bran believed himself visible, stronger willed, had a higher dosage. You know, who knows that he'd be physically capable? But I think it comes with training and like making your presence there. So I think if she yelled, hollered, shouted, maybe she could have been heard. But I think maybe he was looking up for some uh, a different reason yeah. for just that that type of thing to give George that reason to. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. looked at her, but not really at her. Just kind of checking the door so that he make sure no one else is listening while he tells. And her. so then, just my last odd question: there must be one more. He's referencing his children. Yeah, you would think because he's got two and needs one more. Because that's but what that's just... what they're because he he just named Aegon. Yes, he's a prince who's promised, but the dragon must have three heads. Well, that's what, thinking about it in the context of things now, Danny and Aegon, this baby, are on a collision course. Right. There must be one more. Jon Snow. Jon Snow, or is he intending it to be his daughter with Elia? Like, is she the well, second that he's counting? There must be one more. So Aegon is two. Who was one to him? His daughter, his first. I thought that's who it would have been. But he's uh, he's saying it as he looks at Danny, and that and Danny and Aegon. Well, where was she older? The the daughter? Then was she not born yet? I forget. That's what I'm wondering. I'm not sure about that. Actually, I I feel like uh, I know they had, they had two children, but who was the older? Because I don't think she would be so much older that she could have been walking there, and he's looking at her playing or something. Yeah, yeah, or her yeah, right. in her crib. Um, Because that would be my first thought. But no, I think that he intends for her. Absolutely. And then needing the third, which, you know, at that point, because Danny wasn't going to be the third because she's the only Targaryen left. She now is. And so I think it's supposed to be Aegon. Uh, what is it? Rainies? Is that her? Ray- Rainra? Ray- What's the daughter's name? Rayla. Uh, no. Rayla. First one. No, 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 no. God damn it. Where is this? We're just searching here. We're, we're good Googlers wikis and all that um but i think that he meant for his children and making john snow would have been the third but who knows really you know what i mean yes are you uh it was rainies was yeah that's what i thought so that's what i first said so, so they there. had a son named aegon elia due to right. delicate health and then so it was i thought it was going to be aegon rainies and then aegon john snow for the three but because Rainey's was born first 
How much do you know how much more? Was it at least a year or two? Because then, like I said, technically that could be the reason he's looking. In 2080, and then... Aegon was born. Aegon was born. Hold on a second, folks. We'll get there. You know, it's just a little research in here. 81. So, so it was a year. It was a year. So maybe he's looking at her crib, and that door wasn't there in the There's in no the way a baby room. stands that high. He's talking, like, I don't know, Not man. Not st- I mean, if he's, who knows, but it's, I'm just, no, no, that's no, no, what no, I'm, no, that's where I, I'm uh, thinking. It's, uh, there's just the way that Maybe he's da- looking out the door of the hallway to where her room would be, you know, and he's thinking she's two, but we need a third one. It's just, I mean, of course, it's all speculation, but it's fun to question these yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, and Danny moves on from here, and the hall finally ends at a dark staircase that descends down into even more darkness. And she's like, shit. There's no doors on the right. No doors on the right. And, and she starts to panic. Behind her torches start going out. <laughs> and darkness <laughs> begins creeping a little closer with each one. It's just because Dumbledore is there with his light Dumbledore. put out her. With his light put out her. He's just... One of those doors leads to Hogwarts. Yep. Sick. So it's not until the last second of panicking. Uh, she hears something shuffling in that darkness. Yeah, Dumbledore. Coming closer. I just said that. Fuck you. That's horrifying. Rat people? Well, like, knowing there's worm face Pyat Pree, yeah. who the fuck knows? It's creepy. Who the fuck knows? Creepy, Maybe creepy. even something from the tent with Miriam Mazdur. Yeah, something scary. But yeah, at the last minute, she has the sudden realization that the last door on the left would be the first door on the right. So she quickly heads through the very last door and comes into another stone chamber. Where opposite her, or no, she comes, yeah, into another yeah, stone with, chamber like the and first starts one doing the, the, the right and right yeah, and right. And, and then comes to an open door that has outside, thankfully, in Piet Pre. Yeah. Pre, pre. And he immediately is like, oh, you must have taken a wrong turn. Come, I'll lead you. And holds out his long. hand. Yeah, because he was surprised to see her so suddenly. And she's like, suddenly? It's been like an hour, yo. What the fuck are you talking about? And then it occurs to her that that's not the door all the way to the right. Yes. This is a motherfucking motherfucker. Yeah, so she quickly starts to go for it, and as she does, Piapri begins to screech, and his face caves caves into a worm, like, gross nastiness. something nasty. And she enters a stairway and begins to climb, but recalls that on the outside, the House of the Undying Ones had no towers that you could climb. It was a flat, narrow, long, winding building. And so, as Danny climbs up these stairs, we're going to climb the stairs to our small council. And let you guys know what's going on with us. So, we'll be quick and let you get back to the episode. What's up? Welcome to the small council. Yo. We're going to just throw some socials at you, read some of the comments we've received on past episodes that you know we just want you to hear about so i'm going to start off with a comment from the Podbean, where little miss haven was commenting back on danny one and since this is a danny chapter i figured i'd read this one out i've been noting parallels between sansa and danny and storm sansa feels so much older than marjorie's cousins then when sansa is betrothed to willis she plans to name her children after the family that she's lost just like danny did with her own children and that's with the dragons um I hadn't picked up on that, and mm. I thought that was a really cool point to make that, you know, because we're always trying to find parallels between different characters and how they correlate, and um, it's been a while since I've read Storm and not in this analytical way, and so I've never made the connection there that she vows to name her kids after her lost family, yeah. and Danny absolutely did that, so awesome pick up there. Yeah, it's cool. Haven. Thanks for writing in, and we look forward to more comments in the future from you. Yeah. Uh, you can also reach us on Twitter. We're on Twitter. I'm at, at Manners Without. And I'm at Carstark92. I said also reach us. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. You know. We also have an email, which is where we get some of our more long-winded responses. Yeah, definitely get some. We got a nice long-winded one here uh, recently from Sarah. And cause she was upset. Apparently, somebody, some people wanted to hear the end of that bear joke. <laughs> and so... Don't you know. know why. Yeah, me either. It's not nearly as good as you might have hoped for, but, you know. But you can email us and ask Nate specifically to tell you the joke yeah. at withoutmannersbrotherhood at gmail.com. Uh, you can also find us on Instagram at mannerswithout. We have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash mannerswithout. 
or without manners on that one. I forget. But, you know, most of our Patreon people just email me and I send them a link directly. And, you know, that works, too, because... You know, I'd have to write it down before these episodes. You'd think after 130-something episodes we would know how to do that shit, but, you know. We're also on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Brotherhood Podcast. we have a private group on there that you can get in by joining the Patreon, so that's pretty sick. You're welcome. And uh, I think that about does it. I think that's good, yeah. we get Just leave us rates and reviews, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify. Tell your friends about us if you like what you're hearing and they have read the books or are having a little trouble understanding them upon a read. You know, send them our way. We'll we'll give them a hand. Or confuse them more. Either one. It's fun either way. Yes. But you that. Get back so. to Danny. Yeah. And the Warlocks. Hey. Stop. Okay. But up, 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 back from the small council meeting. I can't stand you. Yes, you can. The stairs finally open up after she's climbing for what feels like forever. And on her right is a door of ebony, 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 ebony and werewood. And the black and white grains are swirling and twisting in strange interwoven patterns. Beautiful, yet somehow terrifying. I think that's her tripping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, not, not for real. That's that's another one of those things. And I think those doors seem to have some kind of power. Well, I mean, if they're going along the vein that you were earlier, if it's the Weirwood and mm-hmm. the Shade of the Evening Park, which would make sense. Right. Then, yeah, maybe there is some legit fucking power magic. going there. And so she says a quick prayer to the warrior for courage and the Dothraki horse god for strength. And she goes forward. I love that it's it's not to the mother it's not to the maiden. Nah, fuck that shit. It's to the fucking warrior I'm and the Dothraki. Here to fuck shit up. Like, come at me, bitches. That's why she's able to break the trance. Because... So she enters a great hall with a splendor of wizards, which I just love. Apparently, a group of wizards is called a splendor. A splendor. And they're all decked out in finery, and there's some women among the men, and sunlight streams through stained glass windows, and the air is alive with the most beautiful music she's ever heard. And Drogon's like, fuck this. And he goes up to the door and starts eating the door. Yeah. Who's a good boy eating the door? A kingly man rose and greeted her, welcoming her, introducing them as the undying of Karth. And he says, long have we awaited you. We knew you were coming. A thousand years ago we knew, and we have been waiting. We sent the comet to show you the way. Hmm. Yeah, so he also We have says, knowledge to share, magic weapons to yeah, arm you with. Yeah, she's passed all the trials. Come and, and sit. Come hang out. And she goes to step forward, but this is when Drogon jumps up and starts biting on the fucking door. Yeah, which is basically like, a, um, we need to go this way. Mm. This is the, mm-mm. Doubt mm-mm. seized her, and behind the werewood door is another one, hidden. Yeah. And to the right of where she entered. And Which is the correct door. She so runs I... from them. Drogon immediately jumps down and lands on her shoulder, and they pass into another chamber, awash in gloom. So, is this just, like, are they, like, I don't I th- know, picking up on, like, subconscious that, like, the comet, we sent the comet to show you? Yes. Like, did, like are they picking up that, like, she's been I following so. that in her heart, yes. like, as a sign? Okay. That's what I'm thinking. And so I think this it's, is... It's meant to be alluring. Like, yeah. come to us. Yeah. I think this is how the warlocks would see themselves, and this is how they appear if they were to invite that's how they, people yeah. around yes. for... And that's this room The here. stained glass window yeah, with the sun the streaming Lee, through. That doesn't the make woman any sense. with the most perfect breast yeah, in the Carthian fashion. Yep. And, and then like, later we get the opposite where yeah. the woman's nipple is gross is point, and cracked and hard. Yeah. Yeah. So she uh, enters a room awash in gloom and a long stone table is before her and above it floats a human heart swollen and blue with corruption yet still beating. So is this their like collective heart? Yes. This is how they're living? I don't know how this magic works. <laughs> I think so. It seems to be. Because it, it... Drogon starts attacking it, and it fucks them all off. Right. But what the fuck? Yeah, it's pretty neat. What it's the like fuck a, I don't know what the fuck this? Martin's what even got going is here. is this? But like, it's wild. And the figures around the table were no more than blue shadows, husks. And as she walks they to the table, they do not speak or stir or even appear to notice her. But she hears voices anyway, whispering echoes. Mother of dragons, 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 dragons. In all sorts of weird different voices. Yeah, too, some men, some women. Children. Whisper, like, yeah. Shit. She introduces herself and asks for the wisdom of those who have conquered death. 
and notes that of the people around them, none of them are breathing. Yeah, this is weird, and... This is when she notices the gross nipple, and yeah, she's, she's like, starts... are the undying ones dead? And that's when she hears in her head again, no, we're alive, and we know. And we know. We know. No, no, And no. so... <laughs> you looking something up there? Because, I mean... No, I'm not looking it up. I had a quote I had wanted to read. Yeah, because she kind of introduced herself, but then she asked for knowledge, basically, is what she says. Yes, and uh, the gift of truth. And they can... The voices say, the shape of shadows. Morrow's not yet made. Drink from the cup of ice. Drink from the cup of fire. Mother of dragons, child of three. Three, she did not understand. Three heads has the dragon. The ghost chorus yammered inside her skull with never a lip moving, never a breath stirring the still blue air. Mother of dragons, child of storm. The whispers became a swirling song. Three fires you must light. One for life, one for death, and one to love. So, should we just begin discussing here do you have any theories uh, about these three because fi- we get the shape of shadows morrow's not yet made so that's the, the house of the undying yes morrow's not yet made shape of shadows things are shifting Pro- yeah I subject guess so. to change yeah drink from the cup of ice she did yep drink from the cup of fire she hasn't or maybe will mother of dragons child of three the dragons so would her burning them right now count as burning the death burning death well if they're the undying ones i guess life then too um but yeah so uh three heads has the dragon we've kind of discussed that uh child of storm daenerys stormborn three fires you must light one for life one for death one to love so i believe it's thought that death is drogon's drogo's pyre right that Gave her the dragons. So then that would leave life and love. So would life be that same pyre for the dragons? That would be my thinking. So is that cheating and using a single fire for one? I mean, two different... what the fuck is even cheating right, exactly. at this point, dog? Anyway, like, so. And uh, at this point, then, then she we gets get to the, the three next mounts. One. Three mounts. One to bed, one to dread, one to love. Right. I mean, again, the silver, I think, is her one to bed. She rode her marriage silver that Drogon Drogo gave her to bed. Uh, one to dread. Uh, well, I thought that Drogo was one to bed. One to dread would be like Dario. Oh, you think it's actual like Mount Mount? Yeah, like, that yeah, kind of yeah. Mount. Okay, uh, and then maybe John or Aegon, Fagon for love. You don't. I mean, maybe. John or Fagon is the one to dread. That could be it as well. Maybe uh, Fagon yeah. is dreading, so that's why and they're so hard. Three treasons you will know. Once for blood, once for gold, and once for love. So, blood. Family, Tyrion, a treason. Yeah, a t- somebody betraying for family reasons, something like that. Because, I mean, Jorah's one. Yeah. Um, is that the... Which, which do you think that is? I don't know, because I could also see Miriam at the door being one. That's, I mean, that could be one. One's for blood. like Blood, blood right there. Blood. Yeah, blood for blood. Jorah for love. For love of... Her? He betrayed her? Well, by feeding information initially, it was treason. Yeah, it's it's. I think it's saying that betrayal is for love. So I don't see it being Jorah there. Yeah, who knows? Because yeah, uh, then didn't Dar and then doesn't one of them betray her later on? Uh, yell, uh, well, Brown Band Plum is thought right, to be once for Brown gold, Band. but... Uh, when's the winter sample chapter? Right. Um, he he. We all believe he was turning his cloak, and he appears to be turning his cloak. And so, oh, whose phone was that vibrating the shit out of the table? Anyway, uh, yeah, those again, those are fun, just speculations. Yeah, There's no yeah. real fucking way to know anything, and so. So we'll continue into that kind of talk because then her vision fades yeah, no, starts shooting in and out, and she begins seeing things. Viserys being crowned. Um, his molten crown by Drogo. He sees a tall lord with copper skin and silver gold hair beneath a banner of a fiery stallion. Rhaegal. Rhaegal. And Rhaegal. then... Uh, we'll just skirt. That's Rhaegal. She sees Rhaegar being slain at the trident. Right. Now, all three of those are deaths. Family. Death of a family. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I believe that's Rago, uh if he had gotten the if chance he had to live. The fiery stallion, yep, the, the dragon and, and, Targaryen and fire. Her two brothers. Yep. So then uh it goes to the the voices whispering, Mother of Dragons, Daughter of Death. And I I feel like that's just because she to tie in all three of those deaths before. Well, I mean, daughter like of death, your whole family yeah, has you're, been exactly. slaughtered. Like, yeah. You're the only one left with all these deaths hovering over right. you. And then we get a blue-eyed king who casts no shadow, raising a red sword. Right. So she's seeing Stannis this early on. Is it Stannis? Well, yeah, he's blue eyes. He's got the fucking uh, uh, no shadow, like Melisandre sending his shadow away, so mm. he doesn't have a okay. shadow. That, right, I mean, right. that's my opinion. I, who do you? Who I you I don't. I just. Oh, I, I just. I, uh, in my head, this is such a. It's the red and the blue contrasted, and well, because he's wielding his false lightbringer. Yeah, sword, yeah, yeah. I, I, I get, sword. I get that, but it's Martin, and so that's the obvious thing to jump to. And so for me, I just I see a. White Walker blue eyes. Sure. That, and, see, that was my first initial thought, and then I was like, oh, no. That's, yeah, that's and so too, I want to just say Stannis. Stannis, but like... So, yeah, Stannis is who I, sure. I'm uh, going with. Next, she sees a cloth dragon being paraded on poles. Right, a mummer's dragon. Fagon, yep. uh, Aegon. And from a smoking tower, a great stone beast took wing, breathing shadow fire. Right. Now, uh, before that, the echoes whispered shadow of lies and stuff, which I think, again, correlates to what was said before with the, the Mummer's Dragon and Stannis, Stannis yeah. and all that. So, saying that Stannis is not the Azor Ahai. Prince that was promised. But, yes. So, do th- you want me to tell you my wacko stuff for this, or did you have something you wanted to say? Are you grouping this? this with the next? No, this okay, isn't yeah. so- the, the Stone the Tower. tower so- yeah. yeah, so, um, does this have anything to do with Shireen? So she has dreams of the the dragons destroying the uh the castle there, dragons coming to eat her, right? And uh, Melisandre is there as well, and so if she takes and kills Shireen for King's blood and uses that power, maybe it's got something to do with you know the Melisandre releasing the dragon's power from. Dragonstone, but it's Shireen's power from the King's blood, mm. and so I was just—I don't see how Shireen and Melisandre both are at the wall. Oh, I guess and that. So yeah, yeah. There's no way for them to get to Dragonstone, um, but this reminds makes me think of Dragonstone, obviously, which is why I feel like it's an absolute red herring. Uh, I feel like this is either just a complete misread, like this is not something that's going to occur, or it's it's just darkened for the sake of being dark. Like, th- I think it's a normal dragon. It's just yeah. hard to see, and she's misreading it. Sure. I don't think it's breathing black fire. It could be blue. It could yeah. be a dead, resurrected dragon that mm-hmm. looks like ice, and so is stone. But what do I know? Her silver trots through the grass to yes. a stream beneath a sea of stars. Yeah. And her empty horse trotting up to, through the grass, through ghost grass? We don't really know. Through grass. I think she would have said ghost grass. But... Up to a stream. Hmm. Beneath a sea of a thousand stars. Something important. That is the one I can't place. Yeah, I, I don't, don't know. know why. And it's, it, that's the one that's tripping I mean, me maybe up. that's I, just I show... feel like of all of them, this one is the one that has the most significance. So maybe it's just, a, like, her silver is supposed to represent her. When, it's her relationship and, with Drogo, and, and it could almost be her when she when she leaves Marine there. That's uh, what, right before she arrives at the Mother of Mountains. Yeah, then as the, the, the next one coming up. And yeah. so it's kind of like this: you're lost, you're free, you know, but you're still you're still a Khaleesi, and you know, part of that is is going to be what she has to do. But I don't know. I really like that image too. It's, it's neat. It's cool. Yeah. Um, a corpse stood at the prow of a ship, eyes bright in his dead face, gray lips smiling sadly. Euron? Victarion? I was thinking Euron, um, but Victarion too, I guess, could make sense as well. I would only say Victarion because his eyes are bright and yeah, yeah. Euron has the, the one. Patch, yeah. And like, I would have thought she would have said like something dark patched or, or scary yeah, or terrifying. 
A blue flower grew from a chink in a wall of ice. Yeah, no, that's Jon Snow. Yes. Lyanna died in a bed of blue roses. The chink in the wall of ice is Jon Snow being the blue flower. And so that's exactly. Faster and faster now, the visions began to come. Yeah, she sees herself running. Begin swirling and dancing around her, which I think is significant because this is one the undying ones moving i think this is also them pulling from her memories like that and and using miri mazdor's tent of scary shadows to cloud her blind her but this is Mm -hmm. i feel like them starting to come up and encroach absolutely and And so she sees yeah herself running uh see here's miri mazdor screaming yes and then a man being drugged behind her silver naked so i would like to point out red 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 uh, the red door, Mary Mas door in flames, a uh, bloody corpse of a man being yes. red. Like the, the then, red imagery is starting to burn through clearer as she's becoming more and more in danger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Targaryen, red, the fire and yeah. blood. Like, so then she sees the white lion as we. Oh, can we skirt? The, so, so this is all things that have already happened. This is her past. Mm-hmm. The little girl was her, Mary Mas door, we know, and the bloody corpse is the man who tried to I poison her literally wrote and underlined she begins seeing her past yes and then a the white lion said, which which she wasn't there for but that's where she, her husband went out we to went fight. all about the white yeah because the ozymandias yes. reference in the king of the the jungle beneath the mother of mountains which is uh near vase Othrak, in vase Othrak, sorry is, yeah uh a line of naked crones stretched from a nearby lake and knelt shivering before her so this is probably Winds of Winter, Danny one, Danny Something two, like that. I would Danny think, three. Yeah. yeah, one of the early Danny chapters in Winds. I'm going to assume is going to be this, where the Crones are paying homage to her. Yeah, as and the newest member of their order, staying there and trapped there. I think that's after when she burned. I think that's when she takes control. You burned it. Where the Dothraki you're are now led by a woman. Makes like, sense. I'm cool. the lead Crone. Yeah. Um, she then sees the thousands and thousands of slaves calling her mother. Mother, mother, Misa, mother, Misa. Misa. yeah. And do you think they're screaming Misa and she's just interpreting it? I do. I like that. I thought so. that's how I was picturing like it as well. It, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so we know that they're, she sees them pawing at her and ter- tugging at her, not violently, not you know in any harassing way, tugging at her clothes and feeling her and caressing she her. She wants to hold them too. She, she, she's, they, yeah. they, they tugged and grabbed. They needed her and she wants them too. She's like, yes. Until she's buffeted by black Drogon's wings. like, yo, bitch, wake up! Wake the fuck up, bitch! Yeah, Drogon starts beating his wings around her head and suddenly the visions are gone. And again, that Targaryen tie is what gone, go, pulls go, her go, out. Go, go, go. The undying were all around her, pulling, stroking, tugging her. Biting. She could not move. Teeth found her throat at the nape of the neck. A mouth descends on one eye, licking, sucking, biting. Fuck that. Dude, this is gross. Yeah. And in, Drogon... in, in the way they are. The, the yeah. half dead, husky, like, oh. Mm, like Dementors just fucking. And then George in is writing Indigo turned to orange and Whispers turned to screams yeah. as Drogon. Lights them the fuck up as he starts tie tore at the terrible heart and yeah. starts just ripping it, rotten flesh to pieces. And get it, Drogon. Flames consumed the undying, and Danny immediately fucking bum rushes through them. And as she does, realizes they're like fucking sacks of dust. They are yeah, nothing. Yeah, there's nothing to these fuckers. And the whole room is ablaze by the time she reaches the door, and she calls Drogon, and he immediately comes yeah, to her Yeah, they burst shoulder. through that door and run down another hallway. She's just desperately looking, looking for any for door, yeah, out. but there's not a... Yeah, but suddenly, yeah, a door is birth, before her. There it is. A door like an open mouth. And she sees outside, and she tumbles out. And Payat Pri is gibbering in an unknown tongue, jumping from foot to foot as tendrils of smoke begin to rise from the cracks in the stone walls of the Palace of Dust. And he pulls out a knife and goes at her. Like shouting to her. I kind of picture it like Bilbo Baggins when he's in El- uh, Rivendale. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. And so it's fucking But Drogon flew at his fat face, and suddenly she heard the crack of Joko's whip, and never was there so sweet a sound. The knife went flying, and Ricaro slammed Pyat Pri to the ground. And Sir Jorah Mormont knelt beside Danny and put his arm around her shoulder. Nice. And that sweet. ends Danny. So I just want to real quick put where when Drogon started. Uh... Saving her. Yeah. In my notes, all I had wrote was Drogon says "fuck this" and starts lighting motherfuckers on fire. Yo, I mean, 
I think there's no doubt that Drogon was MVP this MVP, entire total. chapter. Like yeah. with the door keeping her yeah, from the first and he, room, and even when she's running, his tail yeah. is hitting her in the back. Like, go, go, Get bitch, go! Move it. Yeah, like he had Spurring her back her this whole time, and so much different from the show. Mm-hmm. Fuck the show's version. So you had mentioned something because I've got my inductee, and yeah. it's partly because of what you said. It was like the other day when you had done this part that. The show had the opportunity to make one of the scariest episodes of television. When ever. I was reading and noting this, the part where the torches started cutting out legitimately creeped me out. I was like, holy shit, I didn't remember this. Something shuffle. It's it's that horror movie scene where the light is slowly Shutting going off, off coming you, yeah. closer to you, and there's something in that dark. And in this world oh. where there's like just so and much weird And in this building sh- yeah, where the exactly. doors are literally getting pounded off. And you're going to see off. what they are. Like, wh- if that's what they look like, what could have... Mm-hmm. And so I'm going with Danny... Forgetting the fuck out of there yeah, alive, man. Yeah. Like that's some scary she handled her shit. shit. She handled Thank her God. Shit. I mean, I I want to give all the credit to Drogon, but like she did, she made it. She was under the effects she of the stuff. She didn't go into anyone's. She, like she didn't listen to them. Right. Give in to the, the allure, temptations, yeah. and she held her even though she was terrified at some points. Yeah. Rightfully so. Rightfully so I'm giving it to so, Danny. Yeah. 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 That's a good inductee. Um, mine. Shit. Yeah, I think mine's going to Ricaro. Because I love that fucking tackle at the end. Like, just... And, and it's such a... Like, you get that sigh of relief with Danny when she gets out into the sun. And then yeah. there's Pryat Pri, and you're like, fuck! And then you hear Jogo's rip. And then, and then, bam! He bam, takes yeah, him to the ground. He slammed yeah, like, And I imagine it like it's a fucking football sack. Yeah, man. He dude. took him down. Fuck yeah. So yeah, Ricaro for getting his Khaleesi's back like a motherfucker. And, God, that's such yeah, a good chapter. Good one. So we have a couple of inductees to read out this time. Yeah, we do. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and read out uh, Sarah's. Sarah says, hello again, brothers. I might be late, but here's my inductee for Danny's chapter. It can only be Drogon for being such a good big kitten, nudging and pushing Daenerys out of the House of the Undying. <laughs> it's great to see how intelligent he is. A great week to both of you. Cheers. Cheers. Wonderful. Great inductee. And, Drogon, uh, of course. MVP. Yeah. Like uh, I said, yeah. I, I wanted to give it to him. I wanted I gave it to Danny instead, so I'm very glad that somebody got Drogon True. in this week. Thank you, Sarah, for writing in. We appreciate yeah. it. Look forward to your future inductees. We also got one from across the pond from our favorite French fry, Julian, who says, hi, Nate. Hi, Zach. Uh, hopefully, we were able to help clear up some of the things of the uh, the episode that you had issue with. But he says... Uh, His inductee? He, he was hoping that we could explain the Targaryen on the Barbed Throne. So hopefully... Uh, Mad the King Mad was King, that one. Yeah, Danny's father, the one who burned, you who Jamie killed. You said you had some guesses. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure you, that was, that probably was one it, of them. But yeah. but yeah, absolutely. And your inductee is going to be Drogon. He didn't give a oh, reason nice. why, but I'm pretty sure we all fucking know why. MVP, Because he was man. MVP this Hell chapter. Yeah. Double Have Drogon. Have a nice day. Valor Drogulis. Dorgulis. I said double Drogon. Double Dragon, like the video game from the '90s, Double Dragon, I but Double Dragon. That's funny shit. Valardogulis, thank, thank you, Julian. Julian. We appreciate it. We love you. Always. Thank you guys all both for writing in. If you would like to write into us, like Sarah did, like Julian did, you can get us, you know, on all our different ways. So next episode, we will be reading Tyrion Eleven. Yeah, Tyrion Eleven. And getting closer to that Blackwater baby, dude. It's inching ever nearer. Yeah, we're almost done with his boat. This boat. The boat? Wow. You know. We're just fucking slipping. We're mushmouth today. It's it's wild. We are almost done with this book mm-hmm. and on to a Storm of Swords, but holy shit, we've got some yeah, pretty, we got big hefty big fucking coming events yet. occurring before then. And so. so yeah, join us next for Tyrion eleven and after that we'll keep pushing on through the end. Yeah, I think Theon might be after that one, but it, I forget off the top of my head, so you know, get us your inductees for those and we'll catch you on the next one. Valor de Harris. Peace. <laughs>